Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Alphabetical Fugazi, the only podcast that devotes an episode each to discussing every song in the Fugazi catalog, from Fuga A to Fugazi. I'm your host, Ian James Wright. Joining me today to discuss Bad Mouth from Fugazi's first self-titled seven-song EP, released in 1988, is a dancer and choreographer and the newest member of the great DC band Beauty Pill. Welcome to the show, Aaron Nelson. Thank you for having me, Ian. I wanted to ask you, first of all, um, about joining Beauty Pill. Um, You and Chad Clark appeared recently on the Hometown Sounds podcast and told the story of how you came to join the band. But for listeners who haven't listened to that, would you care to briefly recap um, how that happened? Chad and I have known each other for about 15 years now. Um, We met through my husband, Ryan, who is a former member of Beauty Pill. Um, Funny little factoid. Um, And... We've all, Chad and I have just, we've been, we were acquaintances and then uh, we got to know each other a little bit better. And we've also had, we've always had a mutual respect for each other and each other's art. Um, as a dancer and choreographer, he was always a huge supporter of me. Um, and he's a huge supporter of the DC theater scene and art scene in general. He contacted me about playing a show with him. Um, he was doing a, he was set up to do a show solo, uh, just by himself, I guess, maybe, uh, acoustic guitar. And he decided he didn't want to go that route and he wanted to invite a vocalist in. Um, so he asked me to join him for that set. Um, and he had never really, uh, heard me sing before. Uh, so that was new information for him. Uh, and, uh, we practiced two or three times the week before the show and, uh, got up there and it, it, it was a hit. I think we, (laughs) we worked together really well. Um, and so we, we stayed in contact and he, he asked me to, uh, continue to work with him and, and the band. That's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of musicians, you know, were were teenagers the first time they were in a band. But this is like this is your first time being in a band. Is that correct? Yeah. How are you it's, finding it, your first experience with that, like <laughs> as an adult? Um, not that odd, actually. I've been playing music my whole life. Um, I I grew up uh in a very musical family. Um. My dad played guitar and bass, and so somewhere around junior high, high school. I picked up the bass guitar and sort of self-taught a little bit. Didn't get too far with that, but, um, you know, I was in high school band and all that. And I always sort of sang pretty casually. Um, but, uh, dance was always my focus, uh, as an adolescent. And so at that point, I, my, I was pretty hyper-focused on becoming a professional dancer. That was like, you had to work so intensely um, to go that road and to uh, choose that career path. So nothing was really going to get in my way of doing that. Um, so, yeah, I just never considered going into music um, in a more uh, intensive professional level. It's nice. You know, I, I always love the feeling of being in a band because 
there's this self-evident mutual respect happening, you know, because we wouldn't be investing all this time and effort with each other if we didn't respect each other's musicianship. So just by virtue of like of being in that band, it's it's uh, sort of feels nice. You feel valued. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's and as a as a performer already, um, just the idea of being on stage and in front of people, I feel like I've already gotten over that hurdle. And Chad, I I he likes to, he likes to to joke about the fact that when he asked me to play this one-off show um, at Rhizome, uh, which is a space in DC. Uh, about a year ago, uh, he asked me and I kind of just paused and was like, yeah, screw it. Let's, let's do it. Why not? Like, I felt like there was, I didn't have any preconceived ideas of what I should sound like or how to present myself as a singer. Um, and I had kind of made up my mind at that point in life to just not say no to things. So yeah, the door opened and I just, walk through that's um that seems like it has relevance to the song we'll be discussing today for sure um yeah it does before we get into that though i wanted to mention you know speaking of your um your dancing and choreography you brought those skills to bear in uh, a new music video chad shared this video with me for pardon our dust basically it sort of stars you um you're the lead singer on that track uh, and you're dancing in the video. Um, it's pretty cool. It reminds me a little bit of Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. Like, I can't think of a different, another one quite like that. Um, I, I hope yeah. you uh, take that as, as a compliment. Wuthering Heights is a little bit of a goofy video, but, you know, it's it's Kate Bush. Like, she's she's doing her stuff, dancing in front of the camera as her as her track is playing. Um, so it just, it just brought I that to mind. I totally for me. know that video. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I take that as a huge compliment, actually. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. I mean, that it was just, it was, it was nice to be able to bring that side of things um, to, to the music. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And uh, I guess you worked with Meredith Bragg um, making mm-hmm. the video. Um, a great, yeah. a great musician himself, but I guess he's focusing on um, directing these days. Yeah, Meredith was amazing. Um, I think we had a really great connection right off the right off the bat. Um, so it was just a really really comfortable vibe working with him. Um, his cinematography is is gorgeous. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to people being able to see that video. Yeah, same here. Um, let's talk a little bit about Fugazi. Can you tell me a little bit about? your history with the band, your relationship with them as a fan and, and, and a friend? Totally. I, I grew up in Richmond, Virginia, or I should say, uh, on the outskirts of Richmond. Um, and came to Fugazi pretty, I don't know, I, I, junior high, eighth grade, um, uh, quickly became a fan. I may have actually discovered minor threat, before Fugazi, somebody probably slipped me a cassette tape, you know, but it was all around the same time of just discovering new music. And um, uh, I used to get um, Rolling Stone and Spin Magazine <laughs> in the mail and mm-hmm. go straight to go straight to the back and look at the college charts and just sort of see uh, what everybody was listening to, you know, as a, as a 13 year old living in the suburbs, far suburbs, practically the country outside of Richmond. Um, that's just how I found my way with music. And, um, and, uh, so yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi was, was, uh, major 
uh, in my life as, as a kid. Um, saw them a few times in Richmond. Saw them at Schaefer Court at, at VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. I think that was 96. So that was like tail end of high school for me. And then saw them again in college. They've, they've always been huge inspiration. I think I saw them at VCU also, but at a later date, probably like post 2000. I remember it being one of the cold, it was outdoors and it was one of the coldest shows. Like their, their fingers were like cramping up from the cold. They, one song in particular, they started and they messed up and they had to start again because it was like their fingers couldn't move. Was Uh, that at University of Richmond? It might've been. Maybe. It might've been. I, th- I think I remember that show happening and I just, I, I wasn't there, but I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. A little chilly, but, but a good show for sure. Yeah. Um, always a good show. And then, uh, later on, I guess you got to, you got to know Ian Mackay a little bit personally, right? I did. Um, my, my husband and I, Ryan, we weren't married at the time. Um, we, we left DC and moved to Kalamazoo, Michigan for a stint and, um, when we uh, we were in, in Kalamazoo for three, four years, I believe, and um, towards the tail end of our of our time there, we were in a in a pretty major car accident, which did a lot of damage to my arm. Um, and as a dancer, and at the time, I was also training to be I was an apprentice to be a hairdresser. So, and I, I cut hair with my right, with my right hand, it was my right arm that I compound fractured. Um, and I was, I was dancing. I was adjunct professor at university there in Kalamazoo. And all of a sudden everything came to a screeching halt. Like I, I was not able to do anything, anything at all. Um, and at the time, so it was around that time we started looking um, to move back to DC, we were missing family and, and friends and, um, and back here. And, uh, Ryan had previously worked at discord and he was offered a job back at discord. Um, everything was just sort of lining up. And so we moved back. Um, we did not have an immediate place to live. And so Ian very graciously offered as a room uh, at the Discord house. So we moved back from Kalamazoo and into the Discord house. uh, And I got to know Ian pretty well starting around that time. Um, We had met a couple of times before pretty casually. Um, But uh, living in that house and seeing him and sitting around a table with tea almost every day um was pretty pretty mind-blowing um yeah he 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 managed to and and this is probably where i'm starting to drift into um my connection with the specific song we're talking about let's jump into it i like to give my guests the first word on it so yeah bad mouth let's yeah (laughs) um uh you know, it was around this time we moved into the house and I, I admittedly had just sort of spiraled into a uh, depression. Um, I, I wasn't very mobile. I was in physical therapy for my arm every day. Um, 
I wasn't dancing. I, I, I just, I, I was, I was in a rut, you know, I, and a total funk. And, um, Ian very quickly identified that and, uh, was able to gradually pull me out of that. You know, like, I think he saw, um, I was depressed. I was going through a lot, but he also was able to sort of sift through some of the, some of my bullshit probably and be like, you know, you, you don't have to be this way, you know, um, get out of the house, uh, go for a walk, get some fresh air, make a new adventure for yourself every day. Uh, and, and sort of forcing me to rediscover DC. I mean, I had lived here prior um, but, uh, it, it was, it was really his hand on my back, literally and, uh, figuratively just sort of encouraging me out of the house and, and to, and to finally, uh, pull myself out of this darkness that I had fallen into. Um, and so the song Bad Mouth, which, uh, is pretty straightforward song, right? It's sort of classic, mm-hmm. um, classic Ian lyrics, very anthemic, I think, uh, rock song. And, um, every time I hear it now, it just, it, I get kind of nostalgic for like those, um, you know, tea time with Ian, uh, and the words really resonate now in a different way than, and they had before probably, I mean, definitely because of my personal connection to him um, and and the advice that became so meaningful and life-changing. Absolutely. Um, like you can just picture him. him actually literally saying to you, right, the first lines, you can't be what yeah. you were, so you better start being just what you are. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely applies to your situation. And it applies, you know what, I think it applies to so many different situations. That's something that's so incredible about many Fugazi songs, but, but this one specifically, like this can be applied to so many individuals in different places in their life. I mean, even now, um, we were just talking about this earlier, but I, I'm a mom to four-year-old twins. And uh, that was also obviously pretty life-changing to experience. And hearing that song now, like literally you can't be what you were once you become a parent. I mean, you can strive, right? You can strive to, um, to hold on to, uh, to what you were and what you, what you used to do and, and pick back up with the same hobbies. And, um, but it's, you're forging a new, a new path as a parent, um, with new tiny people in your life. Um, You've, there's so much more to consider uh, than, than when it was just, just you on your own, thinking for yourself. And um, man, that is, can't, be, can't be what you were. It is, it's very true that um, it's so universally Ooh. applicable. It makes me think of, so there's this um, philosopher, Heraclitus. Um, I think that's how you pronounce that. Are you familiar with, with that guy? I'm not. He's, I'm not. So he's this like uh, pre-Socratic philosopher. So like one of the oldest philosophers on the record. 
Um, and if if you're like a philosophy dilettante like I am, like the only thing you would know about him is that he, his big thing was um, he emphasized that change is just the most basic universal constant there is. Um, his, yeah. his famous saying was, no man ever steps in the same river twice um, because, right. you know, the, the river is always changing. There's new water in it every time. Um, and right. when you think about it, it's not only because the river is different, but because um, but because the man has changed. Um, so everything changes, not some, if, if it's not as fast as a river, um, it's just on a longer time scale. So that, that's, uh, that comes to mind when I listen to this song and, you know, it is like, obviously it's applicable if you've had some sort of life changing, um, you know, disabling injury, if you've become a parent, but, but basically anybody could apply this to their life. Um, because, uh, you know, it's, it's true. There's, there's this constant change happening, um, and the whole thing, you can't be what you were. I think it's so interesting. Like, it sounds like a song that you would write maybe if you were an older artist, sort of uh, doing yeah. a retrospective look at your life. But Ian, I guess he was like mid-20s when he wrote this. Um, right. So that's but pretty But he'd been at it for a while. Right. You know? Right. I mean, he's been, he's been, doing, <laughs> he's been doing his thing since he was 17, 18 years old. Like, so... I mean, not that mid twenties is 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 old, but it still gives him a lot of depth. It's uh, like an old soul, <laughs> I think. Definitely, and that then guy. it's um, yeah, and so he uses that like that that concept that you know you can't be what you were in the past. You better just get started with what you want to do with the rest of your life. Um, that's but, right. But that's bookended with right. He's like right after that. He's the lyrics. Uh, the time is now. It's running out. Um, yes. So just like a little, a bit of a memento mori to emphasize our mortality, right? There's two reasons why you should get started with stuff um, because right. the past is gone, but the future is not forever. Um, so that's, it's a lot to, of density to pack into the few lyrics here. Um, that knowledge of death. That's like the, you know, it's like the... Um, it's the great curse and the great blessing of humankind at the same time, right? That knowledge that we are inevitably going to die. Um, yeah. You know, our uh, our beloved pets don't know that and, you know, they're content with their lives. But, you know, for us, it's it can introduce anxiety, but it can also, you know, make the sweet moment sweeter by um, just sort of meditating on the, the fact that uh, it... it nothing can last so there's right. an interesting balance right. there definitely it's all very it's all very it's all very buddhist right like <laughs> and just it really and really just focusing on just be in the moment you know and wake up and look around and this is who you are right here right now this morning when you wake up uh get up and do it do what you do your thing you know yeah and it's speaking of being a parent, it's so, I mean, I remember pretty vividly, I think, when I first learned about death. And like, I remember as a little kid being really upset and like asking my parents, like, so, like, so you're going to die um, and, and like crying and stuff. And they, they're like, mm. no, but, you know, not for a very long time. Um, and just how, how stressful that was. And, you know, that makes me think of, you know, when... <laughs> when I have to have that talk with my little girl, how, how rough that's going to be. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we haven't done that yet with our no. kids. Yeah. It's funny. I keep waiting. It's with a lot of things I've, I'm trying to do is just let them 
not 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 forcing it onto them, but letting them come to us with the with the whys and the hows and um when they become curious we'll explain it. Um and that's just that's one that has not come up yet. I mean the word dying or death has certainly crossed through their vocabulary, but they haven't asked what that means yet. Hmm. It's <laughs> yeah. I'm not pre- I'm not prepared for it either. Oh, it's I, extremely heavy. I don't know what's gonna come out of yeah, I don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth when, <laughs> when they finally ask me. I hope I say the right thing. I don't know. Um I'd like to just to bring in a little intertextuality, I'd like to share with our listeners um a short poem by Kay Ryan. Um it's called Niagara River which I think of, you know, both for the qualities of this song, talking about change and talking about um, the, uh, like, sort of the inevitability of death. So uh, here it is, Niagara River. As though the river were a floor, we position our table and chairs upon it, eat and have conversation. As it moves along, we notice, as calmly as though dining room paintings were being replaced, the changing scenes along the shore. We do know... We do know this is the Niagara River, but it is hard to remember what that means. Pretty good, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, yes. Who's the author again? That's Kay Ryan. Um, she okay. one-time poet laureate of the United States and a Pulitzer Prize winner, I think. Um, yeah, uh, a, a good one to uh, check out if you're interested in reading some poetry. That's beautiful. Can Can I ask you what the line is? again about the the dining room pictures being changed yeah as as the river uh, as it moves along we notice as calmly as though dining room paintings were being replaced the changing scenes along the shore and that such fantastic imagery that's it's really i'm sure you know that's another thing that we relate to afresh as parents you know it's all of a sudden your kids are older than they were before it's like wow Mm -hmm. uh, that part of their lives is suddenly over. Um, you hardly noticed the, the change happening, but boom, mm-hmm. it happened. Yeah. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're very welcome. I also wanted to talk about, so um, also in the lyrics, um, we haven't gotten to, there's no movement in a bad mouth. It betrays a bad mind. Did you have a take on that part? I, you know what? I've been thinking, <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about that for the past day. Um, what's, what, what's your thought on that? So I was thinking, cause you know, he follows it up with, you're always talking, 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 talking shit now, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I was thinking like, you know, it's, it contrasts with what he was saying before. Right. So, um, just mm-hmm. start living your, your life actively, um, keeping in mind constant change, keeping in mind that time is running out. Um, there are people though, who, aren't doing that and and they're just spending their time shit talking people and that's yes. that's like i think that's the titular bad mouth people who are just spending their time on negativity like that and for people like that there's no movement they're not they're like stagnating um they're not creating they're just um sitting there idly and taking pot shots at people is that's what i think yeah yeah i think that's i think i think you hit the nail on the head. I think that's that's exactly it. Yeah, it's a sort of powerful um, kick in the pants to uh, to people who, you know, to, I guess anybody, uh, like everybody has has something to say, something to contribute. So 
yeah, this is one of those songs that um, can get you moving, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. This song is definitely like a classic sing-along chant at the show. You know, everybody's singing the song. Yeah, like speaking of getting you moving, it's so... Um, you know, it's musically, it's incredibly simple in a lot of ways, um, mm-hmm. but it's so f- like fun and joyful. Like they start playing this and it, it's it's a song that gets the entire room jumping up and down. Um, yep. there's, there's like a lot of live versions that you can check out on YouTube and the whole, it's it's that whole like, it's that classic, it reminds me of, of the 90s concerts, people just jumping up and down to the rhythm. Um, yeah. And of course, Guy during this song is not playing guitar, so he's he's usually doing some kind of crazy, catchy dance. Um, right, it really gets you in the in the spirit. His sway, yeah, like the the Ian and and Guy both had that that sway going on. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of the live shows, are you familiar with the Fugazi live series? Do you I, know that? I am. Yeah. Yeah. That just when you were saying you could check out the shows on YouTube, the first thing I thought was, I mean, obviously you can go to YouTube to see the visuals, but I love the fact that you can go, um, you can, you can, they, they have all these shows listed out for, for listeners that don't know it's on the discord website. Um, and there's a link to something called the Fugazi live series and they have been, um, gathering archival tapes of every, uh, they're aiming for all, I believe, 800 Fugazi shows that that ever happened <laughs> and have them all cataloged um, online and you can download them. Um, they ask for a donation, you know, to, to download a show, which is fair. Yeah. Um, Five bucks But it's each. amazing how you, yeah, you can go there and check out all these different <laughs> versions of, of Badmouth. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was, um, you know, I guess it was a very... Um, a very commonly played song, especially in their early days. Um, it seems like in their later shows, they didn't play it as much from what I can tell. Uh, yeah. But just on on the strength of how often they played it early on, it's it's up there. It's not, I think I said, it's not quite in the top 20 songs. I did a little bit of data analysis on, on the live series. Um, so oh, I have nice. this like, sort of top 20 songs chart. I'll be, uh, as this podcast goes along, I'll be oh. highlighting some of the... Uh, some some of the top contenders there. Um, That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested in in seeing that or hearing what those are. Yeah. Also, speaking of the live versions, you know, on um, on the recorded version from um, you know, probably most of us know it from the thirteen songs uh, compilation, but it was originally on the mm-hmm. on this EP. Uh, it's just sort of Ian doing the the vocal, but then um, I guess sort of so Guy would have a little more to do live. Uh, if you look, if you look at or listen to the live versions, um, Guy is like right in there too, just sort of doing these intertwining lyrics um, that are kind of fun, right? Ian's like, "Yeah, you can't be what you were," and Guy's like, "You got another thing coming." It's, right. It adds. Right. It just like adds that energy to it. I like that when a yeah. when a band has, um, you know, a, a sort of canonical recorded version, but then the live version adds something to it that uh, that takes it, you know, just a little bit of a different direction. They had such amazing chemistry on stage, you know. Absolutely, it was it, it was just a band. Like, I, I, I hope this doesn't sound shitty, but I do feel sorry for people that did not get a chance to experience Fugazi live. Um, yeah, it was same. just, it was just an outstanding, you know, 
unforgettable moment. I agree. So, um, any, any, um, final thoughts on the song? Because if you actually, if you have an overall comment, we can go straight to, uh, the segment of the show called ratings. In which I ask you, Aaron, if you could rank this song from one star to five stars purely within the context of the Fugazi catalog, right? Like one star would be your least favorite Fugazi song, five stars your most favorite. Could you give this a, a star rating? I would probably give this a four. Big rating. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a pretty great song. I, I, I really do. I, I just, I do think it's sort of quintessential Fugazi and Fugazi went through eras, right? You know, like they, their sound changed. There was this interesting arc they, that they did. And I think this is just so, um, classic, uh, early Fugazi. Um, yeah. Four stars. I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go four and a half. Um, uh-huh. I think it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Halves were allowed, but yeah, four, <laughs> I'm going to stick with my four. All right. Okay. You're allowed to revise if you want. Um, yeah. Um, it's not quite the, the very top tier, but I really do love it. You know, um, yeah. given how, I don't know, just, I think just the strength of, um, how it comes across as a live song. It's, it's got this great energy to it. It is a little bit simple as I say, but is, you know, simple, absolutely does the job sometimes and sometimes it's exactly what you need um i really like this one it's it's and i like the um the tension between this how it sounds like one of their more fun songs but the lyrics are actually quite serious and and meaningful and um and to be to be pondered and meditated upon um and uh, absolutely and rewarding if you do so yeah yeah right on okay great um Sounds like we like this one. Big ratings. Yeah. So great. Let's uh, let's do a little bit of plugs then to round out the show. So if you'd like to say where listeners can reach you online, if you care to be found, or do you have anything, uh, events coming up, records to plug, whatever. Um. Let's see. We talked about the video. Um. So. That if you are following Beauty Pill on Twitter, um, I'm also on Twitter, Aaron M. Nelson. Um, you can find me on Instagram as well, Aaron M. Nelson. Um, Beauty Pill is also on Instagram. Um, let's see. Uh, I have a theater company that I started here in D.C. as well, Taffety Punk Theater Company. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I think that's it for, for my plugs for now. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on with me, Aaron. It's been great to talk to you. You as well. Thanks so much for having me, Ian. And then as for me, listeners, you can reach me as always at FugaziA2Z at gmail.com. And you can join the Facebook group, The Alphabetical Fugazi. Let us know what you think about Bad Mouth. And then I hope you'll join me for the next episode when we will be discussing Bed for the Scraping. Until then, keep your eyes open. 